electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures are steady, but let's get right to the breaking news of the morning and our roadmap, and that is Amazon officially buying MGM Studios for nearly $8.5 billion, its biggest purchase since Whole Foods, and bolstering its entertainment and streaming businesses. We'll have a lot more on that in a moment. Plus, it is, well, we could call it Climate Decision Day at ExxonMobil. <laughs> Shareholders are voting on the company's first major activist investor challenge in what is modern history. We're following that closely. And it's banks and Bitcoin. The CEOs of the nation's six largest financial firms are going to be testifying in front of Congress, in fact, the Senate. And that'll be a little later this morning. Carl. Guys, uh, Jim, I remember we were on the air the morning that Amazon announced it was buying Whole Foods and the legacy of that deal is still being debated. But do you think this is going to be even more interesting? Well, look, at that moment, I just said, you got to short Kroger. I mean, you just got to, you know, I can't short anything, but I I just knew that that was the game changer because they were going to lower prices, despite what the Washington uh, lawsuit says about them uh, keeping prices high. No, I do not think it'll matter. It'll be incremental. And one of the things that's incremental about Amazon is you want to be able to say to Alexa. I mean, I said to Alexa this morning, play some Cajun music. I don't know. I was in for Cajun. It was like four o'clock. I want some Cajun music. She immediately comes back with some fantastic Cajun music. I would like to say Amazon Bond, James Bond and David, Daniel Craig, Sean Connery. Who would they give us? Bond. Yeah. Which Bond? What do you mean? Which Bond? Well, there's Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel. I mean, Sean and Dan, that's hard to. Wow, we get to, we get to actually show Bond. Why? Uh, How will do we have the rights for that? I don't know. <laughs> can, we have job? can you give me odd job? We can do anything we want. This is really? breaking news. How about operate? Is this Operation Grand I Slam, mean, David? I like all of them, but Connery and Craig are my two favorites. I think, right? You have to do you ever meet Connery? Uh, yes, he was on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. I did meet him once. God. Well, no, I don't mean to be religious. Everything's tense now. Yeah. But was he not incredible? Yes. He I was. just said to him, I said, you are so much cooler than I am. It's scary. That's true. And he, he nodded. That was a true statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as for the deal itself, guys, I mean, we did talk a lot about it yesterday. That $8.45 billion price tag is certainly more, as I said yesterday, than any other uh, potential suitor for these assets was willing to pay. In fact, a lot more. But that may not matter for Amazon. Uh, obviously, we know it's a $1.6-plus trillion market value. Its cost of capital is near zero. I exaggerate a bit, but you know what we're saying here. Basically, it, it doesn't cost them much. Uh, and it will bulk up significantly, of course, the uh, content library that they have available for their customers who are prime customers. There's hundreds of millions of them now. Right. Most of them are signed on primarily to get same-day delivery or next-day delivery, but a lot of people certainly enjoy and like the uh, the uh, ability to watch movies right. uh, and shows. You go to Amazon or Roku, right? You go to Amazon and see what Amazon's offering. Absolutely. It's one of certainly one of the important competitors. We've been talking a lot about it, of course, with the prospective merger of uh, Time Warner uh, and uh, Discovery, creating a new 
colossus, so to speak, for a direct-to-consumer offering of HBO Max and Discovery Plus and whatever else they're going to bring uh, to bear there. But uh, Amazon is a significant player. And the question has been, how much are they going to try to bulk up what their offerings are? This doesn't all do it in any way. Uh, this helps. There will continue to be some questions as to what Amazon is willing to do here. Uh, would they ever consider going even bigger? Would they ever consider trying to do something along the likes of a Viacom? Unclear that that would be the case. Unclear where or if there would be real interest in getting something like that done. Although we do know they like sports. They want football. But they've been very and, weak. Know, uh, they've been very weak in sports away from the actual content. That's right. But the, I weak. think there has been an unwillingness on the part of certainly the NFL to go away from the broadcast networks, right? I mean, there is a streaming option Wait, here, but, Amazon but they're not going to let you have it. They took alone. a bunch of people from, from ESPN. Uh, frankly, I thought they'd do something with football last year. They blew it up. They didn't make it. Right. They didn't do a good job. Right. When you look at the Amazon slate, all they do is have like Tom Clancy movies. David, it's the weak point. It's their Achilles heel. Okay. Okay. That was. Was that a was that a reference? I challenged to Amazon. Yes. And you just acted as if. Well, listen, again, you know, it's funny, Carl, all the all the uh, many of the analyst reports that have come out, at least that have chosen to discuss this, have have, have said it's a positive, even if they are seen as overpaying. It's still viewed as a positive for the company. And again, it doesn't really move the needle no. on earnings or anything like that. But it is interesting in light of at least the enhanced competition between these giant platforms that are being created and what Amazon wants to do here. As opposed to, of course, remember a week ago I was talking about Apple. In fact, they've done nothing. Nothing. I've just sort of sat there and kind of was watched Was Amazon it interested at all in what ATT was selling? Not that I'm aware of, no. Really? No. What? Why not? Uh, I don't know that it was brought to them, but I don't believe that they were interested in something of that size at okay. this point. They're le- it's learning. Yeah. They need to learn. That's where they work. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting, Carl, because... Uh, you know that there are certain weaknesses. I mean, what did they do with the NFL? Did they publicize the NFL? I mean, did they have Alexa, who's going to win the game? Alexa, who's going to have the uh, most touches so you could go right to DraftKings? Did they have a tie-in with DraftKings? I felt that their whole sports slate was embarrassing. And they need to hmm. do something sports. And maybe this will do something entertainment. I'm not used to Amazon not being number one. Just yeah. not used to uh, it. It's interesting you say that, Jim, uh, because there is some discussion about the fact that because they have so much cash, uh, operations generated $66 billion of cash last year. That's eight times what Disney did. That they, when you have a buyer, David, with that much strength, that it sort of erodes others' ability to efficiently value properties. Um, and are they sort of disrupting or, I guess, uh, uh, affecting the market in some ways in which efficiencies uh, get degraded over time. It's certainly possible. I mean, listen, we used to say the same thing about Netflix in terms of the, the money that they were putting forward for potential Good producers. Uh, and, and that was the case. I mean, it was, it's been a great time to be somebody who creates content. Uh, we know that. And that likely will continue to be the case. I mean, we uh, used, you know, yesterday uh, that excerpt from my interview with John Malone a couple of days ago saying the same thing. Um, it does also, Carl, to your point, given this number that they're paying, $8.45 billion, a bit below the nine that a lot of uh, uh, people who've been reporting on it had sort of said it might hit, but nonetheless far above the six that I was told by any number of other people who looked at the asset they might be willing to pay at the top. Uh, it does say, hey, what's Paramount worth? 
And if you want to, you know, we're what maybe this makes the Warner studio, any of these studios right. are, are worth a lot more today, at least based on the multiples that they're paying here. Than Alphabet might be interested. Apple might be interested. In what? In you, this is building content. Yeah, there's a lot of interest in building and content, but, and there's, but there aren't that many assets out there. No. You've got, and then you've got the other smaller players, right? So Lionsgate has moved up on speculation that, well, maybe would somebody be interested, although they, they had their chance, Lionsgate. They could right. have sold to Hasbro. That deal was close. CBS wanted to own it, and that was when Ionella was running that. And then, of course, they got together. That didn't happen. Part Sherry Redstone was not necessarily interested in that deal. But Lionsgate had its chance uh, a number of times. Unclear whether that will come up yet again. Uh, You've got Sony, which is is pursuing a different strategy, I think, in some ways. And obviously, the parent company in Japan sort of seems to be happy with that. They're an arms supplier. Uh, They're the one who are going to be producing a lot. They have this output deal with Netflix that they signed recently. Um, and, you know, their focus at Sony is so much on gaming, which is, right. by the way, another part of content. Right. Don't right. forget those guys, the gaming guys. I, I mean, agree. Bobby Kotick at Activision might be interested in acquiring Strauss some Selleck of these kinds of things. from that industry. Yeah. But, David, Amazon, they make a great movie. Yeah. They make Bond. Yeah. Where's Adam Aaron? Uh, he's watching it at his AMC theaters. He's cut out entirely. Mm. Despite the fact there's meme buying here, they want Amazon to go, I don't know where they want it, to the moon? Where is to the moon, 21? I don't know either. AMC is going to be up again today. And why not? And Carl, if you're in a meme stock, why would you ever sell it? They obviously are going to take it where they want to take it. They're a buying group. The SEC has not said they're a buying group. They're powerful. They want a stock higher. It's child's play. Why ever sell into the maw of Wall Street yeah, you know, Reddit bets. Why? 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 Why, Carl? Why? Um, I mean, I, I think everyone's asking that question, Jim. I mean, I do wonder whether or not you are welcoming sort of this resurgence in the meme narrative, if that's uh, a net positive, if it encourages retail, if it encourages flows, or if it, uh, it, it brings back the, the debate we had earlier in the year about froth. I think it encourage, encourages flows. It's prurient from our port. They seem like train wrecks, admittedly. I pleaded with them last night to go to go after Beyond Meat. 22% short, easy to do. Everybody likes it. Get the heck out of the way. You got Ethan Brown. I am hoping they diversify. But my head writer on Mad Money, and of course my only writer, Cliff Mason, suggests to me that they don't have the money to go after a third stock. David, they're out of cash except for those two stocks. So isn't it just a sideshow? And shouldn't we be talking about the thing that is occupying most true investors' uh, thought process, which is inflation? Oh, I thought it was a tether on crypto. No, I think it really is. I mean, I don't know how many conversations. Don't you have these conversations? You don't yes, have and them? it's always the same. Must. I'm short bonds. I'm yeah. getting killed. The growth stocks are good. Fang is cheap there. That's the conversation. You kind of got it. It's true. Right? Especially, well, sure what are you going to do? But I have had some conversations with people who run uh, large businesses who are genuinely concerned that inflation is going to stay. And once it's out, it's out. And it's very hard to control. It's out. What is and, it? A genie? Yeah, it's like a genie. I, a I bad see, genie. I see freight going down. Genie. I see steel peaking. I see lumber going down. I see corn peaking. I see autos. I see skies of blue. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Jim, I'm right there with you. Not only um, have <laughs> really? we seen some of those commodity prices top out, we have um, we have the Fed starting to talk about talking about tapering. We've got negative economic momentum surprises on retail sales and consumer confidence and some housing numbers. I don't know if you saw the confidence numbers yesterday, but three straight months of declining purchase intentions on homes, on cars, on appliances. That's that that's not that doesn't sound like an inflationary or at least a hyperinflationary. I, I talk to this business is booming. Well, I don't that, know. I mean, look, that may be numbers, but when I'm getting the anecdotal, it's like things are booming. Toll Brothers booming. OK, I'll give you that. Urban booming. Nordstrom, what are they doing, for heaven's sake? Uh, uh, Dick's. Dick's was so far the best. They did double what people thought, Carl. You can't buy a rowboat in this country. Uh, but I reiterate that I think that there are enough signs. Go over the footlocker call that nobody did. It came out Friday. Freight costs easing, which leaves us semiconductors. And I had Gina Raimondo on last night, Secretary of Commerce. She's going to do something about that. It's going to take we produced years. the same amount of nominal GDP last quarter that we that we did as the fourth quarter of 19 with eight million fewer people in the workforce. So you're talking about productivity, maybe or maybe those people come back to work and business continues to boom. And you've got an awful lot of people who have plenty of money to spend and excess savings and our willingness to take on leverage. And we're going to have incredible economic growth. But you're going to tell me we're not going to have inflation. It's harder to get people, Carl, because a lot of the workforce in the last year moved to other areas. Uh, the dishwashers moved to other areas. The servers, the people in small retail, they gave up. They couldn't wait. They're gone. So people are paying up. And people who are uh, maitre d's are back there doing dishes. They yes. are, Carl. They're doing dishes. And the busboys were all waiters. Yeah. Yes, and they don't really get the order right, frankly. No. And I don't know whose the chef is because the quality is not as good as it was. No, it's not. No. Isn't that a rich person's worry, David? Totally. It's a, it's a high-class problem. Yeah, Carl, I mean, it's sometimes difficult to be with my partner who's completely out of touch with the people who go to Burlington to I, get I the bargain. <laughs> he thinks Burlington is a town in touch. Vermont. Well, it is. <laughs> Burlington, Vermont. It is. We're going to get to some of the specialty uh, retail earnings. But, guys, we do want to mention, too, the bank CEOs are testifying today in front of Senate banking. We'll hear from Diamond, Moynihan, Frazier, Scharf, Solomon, Gorman. Uh, Jim, plenty of directions they could go, whether it's crypto policy or serving underserved communities. Where do you expect the headlines to come well, from? Well, I've read all the prepared testimony, and I think these people are looking for the Congressional Medal Honor of Banking. <laughs> I mean, these are so, the people... I mean, I've never seen people do so much for America. I mean, it is now I happen to know these guys. Uh, and when you read through their testimony, all that's missing is that they're going to give every single penny away to people who have less money than they do. I mean, this is an, these are incredible. These te these testimonies. If someone is anti-bank, they're going to have a field day because all these guys are just fighting over each other to say how terrific they've been. Now, it, I think in truth, they have been. But who do I represent? Once again, the David constituency of people trying to find really good food at three-star Michelin restaurants. Because, Carl, I think you got to read these. I mean, they're amazing. They serve, they bank to the underserved. They give, do they, they're fantastic on COVID-19. Nobody was better. They're well capitalized. They've done great things. Some fear crypto. Oh, my. I wish I could be a banker because then I could be sainted. And I'm not even in that, you know, that uh, I'm not a co-religionist of the sainted people, but I think I'd make it. 
Um, and we should point out to those who perhaps are unfamiliar with sarcasm that you're employing some of it. Sometimes I think I need to do that for you. You've got to read. Have you read yeah. them? I, I haven't, but I've relied well, you, on you, you to tell them. me. You read them. They, yeah. I don't think there's a... They, David, I, they checked every box. As, right. Well, listen, they're going to come under criticism. You know that. They always do. They always will. Right. It's always interesting to listen to Jamie Dimon in particular. This is tends fantastic. to be fairly outspoken this on is many fantastic. issues. I hope they get asked about inflation. Um, they they think, won't. They think it's under control. Not uh, David, all of the them. Community not responses. all of them. Now, look, uh, you know, Carl, yes, am I being facetious? But when you read them in toto, they are all um, great Americans. And, but they're not going to come in and say, uh, Charlie Sharp is not going to say, I inherited a really bad bank with very little regulatory control, and I've turned it around. They're not going to say that. My take is, and this is what they really want to hear, I'm raising numbers every single bank stock. Taking them up, going to a high. <laughs> Charlie Scharf, it's a, it's a turn. It's going higher. So my takeaway is buy the bank stocks, but be careful of crypto. As we talk, I'm selling some crypto after listening to uh, Mr. Flower speak. He scares me as much as he did when I was at Goldman Sachs. I he's seen, the scariest man I haven't in seen finance. Flowers in a long time. Yeah, it was well, he's just as scary and unforgiving. Uh, he did not. One time I did meet him. You know, he probably forgets when he called me ill-informed. Mm. But you never forgot it. No. Carl? Carl, he scolded me. It was like he took yeah. boiling water, dumped it over my head, and said, was it too hot? Was it? Was it? Well, it was a good you. interview. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Guys, there's 90 minutes left. Uh, to bid on CNBC's first NFT. As we've been telling you, it's in honor of Mark Haynes. Uh, we're auctioning off his famous Haynes bottom moment. Got some bidders, uh, including some familiar names. Uh, John Ledger, uh, Mark Cuban, Tillman Fertitta, all of them uh, among the bidders. At this hour, we've raised $90,000 uh, for two very great charities. If oh. you don't want to participate in the auction, we've got a number of uh, set number of NFTs going at a fixed price. So this might be a good way to explore this new kind of investment we've talked about so much. Mintable.app slash CNBC, guys. And we look forward to bringing you more news on that probably within a couple of hours. Wow. I have to tell you, um, the people who are bidding, uh, I, I, is it hard? it's hard to outdo Mark Cuban, uh, but I'm doing it right now. You're going to bid too? I'm, I'm, I'm just told, <laughs> I just tell Cuban, does he even have the firepower that's roughly even your name? I know, it's true. Yesterday, Carl Jim asked me, well, what do I actually own if I win this thing? David, you have he, always... He may find out. Dave, one of the things that just always bothered me about David, mm. he continually to let, gets the facts in the way of the story. <laughs> uh, you've annoyed me for 22 years. <laughs> and I hope to do it for 22 more. <laughs> Done your way. <laughs> uh, we will take a break, guys. Plenty of retail earnings to get to. We'll talk about uh, Amazon MGM as well. And a lot of shareholder meetings. Exxon, of course, is the biggest one to watch. But uh, Amazon, Facebook... PayPal as well, and Ford's Capital Markets Day. Don't go away. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. 
You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Big day for ExxonMobil at shareholder meeting. We should know the results, of course, of an activist campaign to seat as many as four new directors on its board. This led by Engine One and CalSTRS. We've been following it for some time. At its outset, it seemed a somewhat quixotic effort, uh, given the incredibly small size of their own stake. But they have enlisted significant support, uh, n- um, no less than the likes of BlackRock, for example, which owns as much as 6% of the stock. They did get backing as well for three of the four directors from Institutional Shareholder Services, an influential proxy advisory firm, and you can see some of the other supporters as well. Now, one thing in Exxon's favor here is we sort of try to figure out who's going to actually win or if, in fact, they'll get any directors at all elected to the board is that roughly half of the, uh, of the shares are owned by retail, Jim. And retail oftentimes is tough to get to vote yes. and typically does... Uh, back current management and or the board. That's changing a bit, it would seem to some. uh, But, you know, that is in Exxon's favor as they try to sort of fight off uh, this activist campaign again that sort of seemed to start without that much momentum, but has built significant momentum. And of course, in the balance is this question of are they doing enough in terms of really combating climate, changing the composition of their business, or are they simply talking about it but not really putting the money behind it? That's a simple way to sort of try and sum it up. There's a lot more to it. We've talked to Darren Woods many times, of course, about this now recently, and in fact, hope to talk to him later today if we can, after the vote is tallied. Uh, But Jim, you know, we'll just have to wait and see if if they get any, uh, and even more than one, perhaps. Look, uh, usually when you have these proxy contests and they want retail, they come on mad money. Almost everybody's come on man, but he's challenging because that's where the retail investor sees it. And they didn't. So I actually, frankly, question the seriousness of this. But I would say this, David, if you had to nominate a board of distinguished executives who might be willing to listen to almost radical ESG, it's this board. Darren Woods does not control this board. You think it's a, the current board. And let's not forget, of course, Ubin and Angelakis came on the board uh, at the beginning of March after D.E. Shaw did not mount an activist campaign but settled with them. Uh, and, you know, those are two important voices. But, you, yeah, you take a look. It is a serious board, to say the oh least. Oh, my God. And David- but, they, but the contention of Engine One is there's not enough energy experience and there's not enough climate transition experience on this board. And certainly I know there has been support for Greg Goff, uh, who many believe would be a good director, given his experience in the energy industry. Look, there, there are very few, but there are a lot of people who might think take all these things very seriously. And I think that's one of the reasons why Darren keeps coming on, because this board is a board that says you better go carbon neutral. You better go carbon neutral. Everyone's going carbon neutral. 
Mike Worth wants to be carbon neutral. Chevron is in many yeah, ways a Jim. better performing stock. Yeah, and to your point, uh, what Jim Farley and Ford are saying about uh, uh, gasoline engines uh, is interesting. We'll get to the capital markets day. Uh, futures are green. S&P still hanging on to a gain for the month, although the Nasdaq, given yesterday's late action, still down 2.2 months today. We're back in a minute. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Well, I guess I'm going to I just asked him what he was doing. But you know what? I'll find out myself for this mad dash and we'll count you down to an opening bell. Less than three minutes. It's four day four day. And the 70,000, I think uh, uh, we had some terrific stuff from Phil LeBeau. The 70,000 is growing. This is the people who want the EV. The pre-orders it, for right. the uh, F-150 Lightning. It's a moving target. I've got it so that it'll probably be 100,000 by the end of the week. OK, uh, I think also that there so far has been nothing about raw costs, commodity costs. I feared a John Deere-like statement where they said we thought it was going to be $500 million and now it's a billion. We have not gotten that statement. There'll be people who buy the stock because we did not get the bad news, only the good news. David, this man is gunning for Musk like you wouldn't believe. He's it. He's gunning for Musk. He is not worried about being called a hologram. He is not willing about worry. And remember, Musk did congratulate him. He wants Musk. He's going to get Musk. Musk has a market value. Musk, as in, because, again, we always personalize these things. But Tesla's market value is almost six, is ten, tenfold that of, of Ford's. And More than, almost elevenfold. Farley's embarrassed by that. And he's had it. And he's convinced that his cyber truck, whatever, is nothing compared to an electric F-150. Oh, no, he's gunning for him. He has, you know, he's talking about that Mustang Mach-E not needing to advertise because it sells out. Is it out. zero sum, Jim? Does Ford's gains mean Tesla's losses, or can they both Yes. Win? Really? It's a claymation, claymation death match, and Farley wants it that way. I've never seen a guy go so aggressively against one gentleman than, than Jim Farley saying, it is time to bury Musk. Kind of like Khrushchev when he came here with the shoe. We will bury you. That didn't work out. No, that's true. Yeah, it I didn't. forgot that. Yeah, didn't. But uh, it is, Carl, it is so much fun to watch because Farley has had it. He's just, you know, with the musk, musk. Now he's like, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. He wants, I think it's, you know, he wants, I think he it's wants true, musk. Jim. He wants um, investing 30 billion in electrification uh, by 2025, which really isn't that far away, and 40 percent of global vehicle sales fully electric by 2030. Uh, so the, I'll tell you, the last five years of this decade, given GM's target on uh, on doing away with uh, the combustion engine to that figure is going to be crazy if, if it works out. Remember the legacy. Henry Ford. This man can do it. He's more of the legacy of Henry Ford, but that's that kind of wacky ideology. Uh, and David, I think that he gets it. He's sick of it. He doesn't like that market cap differential. 
and he's not going to let it stand anymore. He's mad as hell. He's not going to take Beale. Yeah. Yes, he is Beal. He's that great combination of, of Chris Farley and Howard Beal. <laughs> Guys, there's the opening bell at the big board celebrating a direct listing. ZipRecruiter, an online employment marketplace. The CEO is going to join us on Tech Check this morning at the NASDAQ. Another IPO, Flywire, a global payments company. And by the way, Jim, happy 125th birthday to the Dow Jones. I Began know. today in 1896 and has risen an average of 7.69% a year. And when you go back and read who was in there, it's storied, it's interesting. It's always like an international harvester kind of thing. So you got a, a dear survivor. Uh, there are many companies that were uh, the backbone of American engineering and industry that has since been moved to Taiwan and China. It's kind of embarrassing. Uh, the auto representation is minimal now. It is. And by the way, even ExxonMobil, which I was just uh, just speaking about, joined as Standard Oil in 1928, okay. but left in 2020. Left was left was booted. By the way, always almost always works to buy the one that's booted out. ExxonMobil's had a great year. Well, it's stock. by Honeywell it was booted out, was back in. Right. What was the hell? What the, was that about? GE. GE, Larry <laughs> Culp was, man, I do a little, a little more work on his compensation. Yes. It was strong, his compensation. Yes, it was strong. It was, we didn't talk it was, enough it was about designed, it. No, it was designed. Mr. Culp's compensation was designed, the board said, to make sure that he would stay, basically. Make sure that he was fully incented well, to stay. But they did drop his... Is uh, it, from twelve to six something. Well, I think in it terms was of where he actually he was going to stay, be. Stay, you mean to, like on he the should, stock price? So they basically right, said, repriced. All right, you know, they repriced. Stay, they repriced. you mean like he should have a cot in the office and never leave until the stock gets to twenty, or at least he gets the gross margins like like uh, uh, like Farley did. He's EBITDA margin up uh, for twenty twenty three six point three. He was looking for four point seven. I would like to see Larry Culp get growth. What do you think about that? Growth. Well, it was hard to get growth in the last year, given what happened to the aircraft engine business or uh, overall, the aviation. Uh, did, did Greg's, Greg Hayes got growth over there at, at, at the Raytheon there. Yeah. Yeah, he had growth. He had growth? Yeah, but he didn't reprice. No, he did not reprice. Well, that, David, what that is when you little, hear people? Listen, that is why shareholders' non-binding resolution said, no, thank you. That's not right. Uh, when you're out with executives, do you not hear uh, to some degree that maybe that repricing was not was not, uh, listen, I will, I will say through my own experience, because years ago we were employees of GE and actually part of our compensation was receiving similar types of uh, grants. And nobody repriced mine from, uh, from 45, Carl. I don't know if you go back to 50 or wherever they were. Nobody repriced mine. Well, I was looking for that. But I remember when it. Yeah, they repriced some down well, when it uh, actually in 09 when it hit six or something. Well, it, not mine. I, I, not you yours, know, Carl. Sorry. Too bad. I, I, but you're, you're such a cog, key cog here in that empire. <laughs> I, 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 to, I totally get that. I mean, you know, I, I'm so glad that you bring up exactly the importance hey, that you everything's have. Got- <laughs> uh, it reminds me, reminds me of an executive in TV a long time ago who told me anchors are fungible. Uh, that's, always, uh, that's always kept us humble, guys. I'm a non-fungible token, you, as well as a hologram. <laughs> You're going to be next. You're the next thing we're going to put auction off. We're going to just actual They Jim know Kramer. nothing. Jim they Kramer know nothing. You can NFT. I wonder if that's John Ledger will bid on that one, too. All your buddies. I'm asking yeah. Ledger to up his bet right now. I can't believe he's not on Twitter. What is he spinning? Bid, not bet. Bid. Well, what? Yeah. Bet, bid. Yeah. Why is Ledger not responding to me? I'm embarrassed. I don't know. I'm out there saying, listen, I'll go to 100,000. Um, you can't even get near me now that he doesn't have Carl, uh, GameStop shares up 
uh, again, sort of out of nowhere, back, you know, not at the highs, 52-week highs, 483, but certainly uh, nowhere near that 52-week low of $3.77. Yeah. Um, you know, technically, it's within specialty retail, I guess you could argue, Jim. And there's a ton of other. There's Nordstrom, there's Dix, there's Urban, there's A&F. Um, a lot of these results basically crushing the estimates. Uh, Dix did team sports very well. That's back. Uh, that was probably the highlight, but everything was selling very well. Uh, fishing games, you know, fishing is doing incredible. Hard to get, hard to get uh, non-barbed uh, hooks, David, when you fish. Didn't hard know to, that. Yeah, hard to get but, non-barbed. But there's no uh, inflation, not, not to worry. Oh, then you, there's no inflation at Nordstrom, believe me, because nothing's selling. Carl, they actually, they actually missed the numbers. I mean, to miss the numbers. I mean, there isn't even a pretzel stand that missed the numbers. And Nordstrom missed the numbers. That's an extraordinary feat. Abercrombie made the numbers. This is a remarkable time. A-N-F. Watch American Eagle Outfitters. I mean, it's going to just, you're going to hurt your eyes. It's Icarus. Abercrombie, look at that. Yeah. yeah. People shopping uh, at the mall ur- like never urban before. Com- it's true. Urban comps up 51. Even J.P. Morgan goes up to neutral today, Jim. Uh, upgrades to neutral and a price target of 38. I know. Urban. Matthew Boss had to, he also had positive questions on the call. I think I'm going to make a prediction. I think, other than Dix, I think Gap is going to have one of the um, Urban was a great quarter. They had fashions back. I think Gap stores is going to blow it away. I really do. You've been saying that for a while. Well, because uh, I think it's going to be you've true. Been, you've been right. Oh, David, Same I love you've it. been right on. Food. When he says I've been right, well, uh, I like to point Carl, it out. I just get so excited. Your critics certainly love to point out when you've been wrong, but uh, well, I said sell GameStop at four hundred, but I ripped out that darn car- catheter. I thought that was a good call. It was. Because the catheter hurt like hell. It was Did one it? of those Farley catheters. That's like Jim Farley, except for not the e- image. Everything comes back to Ford for you. Well, because Ford's been All one roads of the great lead to Ford. It has. And right. I, I was just singing your praises, as you know, saying, because you've been on that stock for quite a while. Quite what a do you want from points. me that you're so nice to me today? Nothing. Don't worry. I will be very mean Who to you Who do you want to have dinner with that's one of my people? What no, is you've this already about? taken all my friends, okay? I got a new one last night. I know. I heard. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, it was. That's great. Good Carl, you. I look at who his calendar is. I actually have a source. And, and I just call them and say, listen, I'd like to go to dinner that night. <laughs> They're having drinks with David. They have dinner with me. <laughs> and that's it. They're gone to me. I lose them. <laughs> I've got to be somewhere. Yeah. I am so hey, competitive, Jim, uh, David. I know you want to <laughs> touch on cruise lines because it does look like we are finally going to get some sailings out of the port of Miami. Well, Frank Del Rio's wanted that. There was some really good uh, tape yesterday from Frank Del Rio on Closing Bell. I think that Frank has uh, finally gotten his wish. He's got a president who seems very pro-cruise. I, maybe President Biden realizes what the bargain of the cruise is. I, it, it, David, it's real. When you go, I mean, I tried to book with, uh, I was booking with Norwegian uh, right before it all happened. Right. Uh, just right before. And they're going to announce the standing up of 15 ships, FDRs, 15 ships. Um, uh, Frank Del Rio was a guest on, I think, the closing bell yesterday. Let's take yeah. a listen to what he had to say about this reopening. If we can actually operate the sailings that we're selling in 2022, 2022 could be the best year uh, in the history of the industry. That's how much pent up demand there is. That's how strong pricing is. And now it's a question of whether these ports around the world, the travel restrictions will be lifted. 
so that we can return to normal and actually operate the sailings that we want to operate. Pen up demand. I am told they are all time high pricing. They're no inflation. So solid. I think you can still get Haven, the Haven section on Norwegian Cruise, mm. which you know, has multiple bars and two rooms. David doesn't understand that it's not just a stateroom, Carl. You can have two rooms. David has, since Kate Winslet on the Titanic, have you ever focused on a... No, I haven't. I'm focused on <laughs> ships that carry other things like containers. But you know what you can't do? You can't find those. No, you can't find shipping containers. You know why? Because they're all in the wrong places. But you Supply want to, chain costs going you want up. To go I'm just going to keep coming back to inflation. You want to go through the why. Panama Canal? I'm going every day now. I'm going to try and bring some indicator of inflation. Feel free to help go me out. Low. Did you read the audience? Footlocker Quarter like I told you to? I haven't read it yet. He says that the uh, that the that the port situation is being resolved and resolved faster than people realize. William really? Sonoma going to be coming to 2022. William Sonoma has been hurt by the ports. I bet you that Laura Albert says that it is reaching that it's peaked. The port problem has peaked. I'm bullish on the port Listen, problem. Yeah. You end up it's being an right inter- a lot. It's an interesting challenge, David. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem is um, you're going to be hard-pressed to find it in financial services, for example, and in rent, right? I mean, you talk about the, the weakness in commercial real estate all the time. Yep. You know, you're absolutely right, Carl. Uh, there's no doubt that in your major metropolitan areas, uh, rent per square foot, particularly commercial spaces, come down dramatically. Although there is a belief uh, that things are stabilizing now, even in even in Manhattan, um, and that it won't be as bad as had originally been feared. And then rents as well for for apartments, residential apartments have also come down. So that they is, have come down. That that is a cost that has gone down for many people. Although Jim, then we look at housing costs. All those people who are buying homes around the country, and those have gone up dramatically. So I don't know where it all evens out. Well, Toll Brothers had uh, here's something that wasn't supposed to happen. They had great margins on the houses that they sold. Now people usually reluctant to buy Toll Brothers in the debt reports, and then a couple of days later they rethink and they buy it, which is what's happening again. Uh, but, David, I would tell you that when you read that piece in this, this morning in the journal, what, journal about, about hybrid, mm-hmm. people are doing hybrid until they can't do hybrid. Because the, on Monday, the place is too crowded. Everybody's there. On Wednesday, they're not there. What is this? What, what, what kind of schedules are these? Yeah, I, it's funny. The more, uh, the more leaders or organizations that I speak to, the less I believe that this hybrid thing is going to be. There are certain companies that can pull it off, but right. many that won't. Many that won't. Uh, and they I will eventually end up being things looking more similar uh, than they did, than we expected they might. Except for to law. The past. Except for legal. Yeah, the lawyers, they may not all want to come back. But even there, I got pushed back to what I was talking oh, about a couple weeks ago. Some suck-up associates? Well, that, you know, you need to be there. Again, it comes back to culture, and you need to be yeah. there. How do you ever acculturate young, you know, the, or people early in the workforce uh, if, if, they, if you're not physically with them. One of mine's um, back. And that's a lot of firms that we know well, obviously, certainly in, uh, investment well, banks, private equity, all parts of financial services, that's the case. But then there are companies where there are a lot more people who just do their job and can do it from anywhere. But if they go to the Knicks box, okay, should they not also have to go to the, to the office? Yes, they should have to go to the office. I know high-pressure, high-level orders of lawyers at Paul Weiss are back in the office. They are. Uh, and I know a number of firms, although I do know a number of major law firms in New York that also nobody's back. Nobody. Well, Carl, you, you can't get a, them. You can't get it. Yeah. You can't get a reservation. And by the way, plenty of banks that aren't back yet. I talked to friends, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. They're still they won't let people in their building still. Yeah. I'm in one where you Come can't on. get in the building. 
But Carl, try to get a reservation at a good restaurant at a Michelin, at a Michelin one star. Forget yep. it. You can't yep. get into a Michelin I, one June's going to be, I, I do think June's going to be key. Uh, and, and it will be for us guys. We may have some news to share about our own surroundings uh, in the coming days. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you in suspense on that one. VIX below 19 this morning. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. And I hope that it's going to be good news about seeing your smile and face right down here at the NYSE with me. Let's hope that's going to happen real soon. Flattish day, uh, flattish open. But remember, we're closing out the month on the flattish side. But uh, the reopening story is very real. Take a look at the sectors. Not a lot to write home about. Retailers, uh, nice open, despite Nordstrom's disappointment overall. Uh, Industrial still up. Tech's on the flattish side uh, right now. Uh, but that's been the story throughout most of the month here. If you take a look at some of the uh, the other sectors out there, the retailers are kind of mixed this morning. So, for example, Nordstrom was a real disappointment on the numbers, and they didn't raise their guidance. Now, remember, Macy's raised some guidance, Kohl's raised some guidance, and they've had an amazing year. Macy's up 60% or so. Kohl's has also uh, been flying. It's probably up 40%. Nordstrom, not so much. So uh, not all the retailers are winning, but in general, it's been a great 2021 for the retailers. That XRT, which is the equal weight ETF, doing really well. Uh, most important thing for the markets uh, in May, the Fed started talking about tapering. You heard Mary Daly on our air on Closing Bell yesterday. She said, we are talking about talking about tapering. She said it. There you go. That's what you want out of us. And she was absolutely right. So no tapering yet, no rate hikes. Daly still believes inflation is transitory. But the bottom line, what's really important here is they're talking about it. Now, what happened yesterday while she was on the air for the markets? Nothing. No moves in stocks, no moves uh, in the 10-year yield, still below 1.6%. In other words, this whole talk that the Fed's behind the curve, we're going to fall behind, then they're going to have to get aggressive all of a sudden. So far, that story is not playing out. The Fed is holding everybody's hand and saying, we're starting the process of crossing the street. Kids, hold our hand and follow us. And so far, it's working. Heaven knows they could miscommunicate down the road, but so far it's working. Take a look of, as mentioned, flattish for the month, but the value stocks, the reopening plays, and particularly anything commodity, material related this month has been on fire. So the new core, Schlumberger's, now these sort of broad swat, you can call them commodity stocks, whatever you want to call them, all doing really well. These are off of their highs. They reached their highs earlier in the month, but still pretty great month. The mega caps are sort of on the flattish side. Um, NVIDIA uh, is up a little bit. Uh, Some of the other uh, chip names are down like AMD, but flattish, as you can see, in mega cap tech and the, uh, the FANG names uh, overall. Meantime, we're closing out the month with a few nice IPOs, folks. we got ZipRecruiter right here behind me. There's a bunch of people down here on the floor, folks, actually standing around. This, of course, is a direct listing. So uh, $18. We don't know if that's good, good or bad or not. I heard numbers a little higher towards 25 for ZipRecruiter. But nonetheless, it's going to happen today, this morning. And we got a nice crowd on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. We've got some other IPOs down here today. Paymentus Holdings, which is a bill payment technology company, uh, they priced at the high end of the range. They're $21. The price talk was 19 to 21. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, NASDAQ's got an IPO too here, Flywire, uh, Flywire Corp, which does global payments. Look at this. They priced, not only priced at the, high, at the high end of the range there, $24, they raised the terms, 10.4 million shares. The price talk, uh, 8.7 million shares. Uh, and uh, Carl, There they are, right there behind me. A nice group of people standing on the floor. It's hard for us to see because we don't have the camera on the floor. But bottom line is, there's people there. I'll go over and check that out. And uh, I sure am looking forward to seeing the three beautiful faces of my friends down here very soon. Guys, back to you. (laughs) 
Uh, we look forward to it too, Bob. Uh, Bob Pisani, thanks. Ten, you're getting closer to 155 today. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Good morning, Carl. You know, it's interesting listening to Bob because Fed speak. Has Fed speak really given us any new information the last 24 hours, 36 hours, the last week? In the minutes? I personally don't think so. Lower for longer. Uh, We're not going to taper. We promise unless we give you advance warning, maybe an individual telegram to every trader's house. Nothing has changed. But rates are going down. But it doesn't mean it's connected to Fed speak. No policy changes have occurred. In my opinion, you need to know the reasons why markets move if you really want to prosper from the moves. Look at what's going on. Look at new home sales. Uh, They weren't very good. Why? Because there isn't a good housing market? No, because the price of inputs like lumber is too high. Construction and workers are an issue. And the fact is there's no inventory. Cars. Boy, you go buy parking lots of any of the cottage industries to autos, the parking lots are empty. We have some of those companies in Indiana. My friends send me pictures of their parking lots. What's going on? Well, autos have a chip problem. But none of this is really negative for the economy in the grand scheme of things. It's just out of phase with what we need. And that glitch is bringing rates down a bit. Makes sense. So if you look at a 24-hour chart, you can see we drifted. Look at a three-day chart. You can see what happened when we went through that technically significant 160 level and opened the chart up longer. You can see we then closed at the highest price, the lowest yield in one month. Basically yesterday, right around 156, and we're slipping a little bit again. Now, if you switch gears to foreign exchange, some of the big issues are remaining constant, but we need to remain focused on them. The first is the dollar versus the Chinese yuan. We continue to make inroads into the lowest levels on the greenback for three years, going back to the summer of 2018, onshore or offshore. And if you look at the dollar versus the loony, the Canadian dollar, you can see that the Canadian dollar has actually slipped just a bit today, uh, probably because crude oil, you know, it's a commodity currency, but we're still in the zip code of the highest levels of the Canadian dollar against the greenback since mid-2015, six years. So we continue to see the dollar, even though it's up just a bit today, under rather significant global pressure. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, Rick. Thank you, Rick Santelli. We'll take a break here. A lot of retail and travel at the top of the list today. Gap, Under Armour, PVH, L Brands, Tapestry, Viacom, Royal Caribbean, Ulta. Uh, Dow, though, down two points. We're back in a moment. Today is the day we're auctioning off an NFT in honor of Mark Haynes, his famous Haynes bottom moment. All proceeds go to charity. And if you want to get in on the final moments of bidding, closes in about 40 minutes. Check it out at mintable.app slash CNBC. We will be right back. time for Jim and some stop trading. You want a hot one? You look at Zscaler. This is identity, okay? Identity is what may have helped. If Colonial had anything going, we don't know how many things Colonial didn't have, but you get in, you be somebody else's identity, and you can do whatever the heck you want. Zscaler stops that. Congratulations to Jay Chaudhry. That is some move. Wow. Zscaler. Got to be there. Huh. Do you think Colonial, Jim, was that going to, are we going to look back and consider that a landmark moment for some of these security names? Yes, because I think the government's going to start uh, prosecuting on foreign corrupt practices. If you pay, then they're going to find you guilty uh, because ever since Jimmy Carter, you can't pay ransom. One Justice Department phone call, and that is the end. 
And I think it's going to happen, not just because I've been pushing it furiously, uh, because this has to stop. We have to stop letting these companies just pay ransom. We don't let them do it. These are state-sponsored terrorists they're up against. No more ransom. Go bring in a Zscaler. Go bring in a Palo Alto. Bring in an Okta who is on tonight, because that's how you stop this. And everybody knows in the industry that these companies are allowing people to impersonate. And once they impersonate, they have a field day. And that's what's been happening. Wow. People don't want to talk about it. That's what it is. Yeah, Todd stops it. Todd's the passport. He, uh, look at that, the company, he's done amazing. And Todd is not 23. He's actually north of 50. And Neil Bushery, now co-CEO, David knows him as being one of the terrific guys at SAS. And then Frank Slootman has blown up the the SAS model. It's by the minute. Slootman, many people say, is the toughest and most brilliant guy other than, yes, Jensen Wong. Jensen Wong, (laughs) NVIDIA, reports, and David... He is not giving up on ARM. I know. And uh, no, and you're not giving up on him. He reports tonight, and it's always one of the, the great companies privileges. reporting earnings too. Not Ooh. just Jensen, the whole company. T- Jensen's brilliant. <laughs> He's brilliant, David. Jensen Jim, versus uh, yeah. T- Tonight's one of the tonight's one of the big nights of the week in terms of uh, software earnings. We'll see at six. Mad Money, six p.m. Eastern time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.